The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Dara O'Brien is the Minister for Housing, Local Government and Heritage, and he's with me in studio. Minister, what constituency are you now in? Fingal East. Okay. Um, which is what was Dublin Fingal is now two three seater constituencies. Uh, a lot of changes, obviously. I heard uh, Shane and Sean and yourself discussing it just before this. So, look, it's a significant milestone for the Electoral Commission. First time that a standing commission we established in them under the Electoral Reform Act and obviously a lot of interest today, uh, no less than with TDs and prospective TDs and senators looking at what the future holds. But I think fundamentally that's kind of irrelevant to a lot of the punters who are out there. It's about representation. And I think that, you know, I'd like to thank the commission for the work they've done. Uh, It was, they did a very significant piece of work in a very short space of time. Mm. And uh, obviously then the next step is for the, the... commission report to be transposed into legislation and for that to come into the Oireachtas, for that to be passed to put effect to the commission's report. Uh, I heard uh, Art O'Leary, uh, uh, chair of the commission, was described it earlier as um, a, a wrestling match mm-hmm. between uh, maths and geography. It is, it's yeah. kind of a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they had difficult decisions to make in all of this. Yeah, they sure did. And I think from looking at it, and I haven't gone through everything in detail, but they certainly did their best to ensure that as best as possible county boundaries were respected. That's important for a lot of communities, but also making sure that where the population had grown substantially that the equivalent representation is provided. So it is a struggle, as Art said, between maths and geography. Uh, I think 14 extra seats is significant. Um, And the Commission are now tasked with further work to look to the next one, uh, to look at, obviously, there's constitutional matters within it as to the level of representation. And then looking at, you know, they'll have a really big role in relation to the operation of future elections around electoral integrity, Mm. misinformation, disinformation, that type of thing. So it was a commitment in the programme for government and it had been a long-standing one over many, many governments that we would have a standing electoral commission on a permanent footing. And I was glad that we, myself and Minister Malcolm Noonan, were able to bring that through and we're seeing the fruits of that labour here and I want to thank the Commission for the work they've done. Uh, Can we conceivably do this, though, every five years? I think that as a first step, I would agree that they were to do it for one electoral cycle, if that yeah. cycle is five years. But um, it would make sense to me to look to future-proof it post one electoral cycle into the future. But I do fully understand yeah. getting, trying to get the balance right now. Yeah. The Commission has only been established a, a number of months. So to task them for, with the job of yeah, going to look fair 10, 15 years into the future is probably an unfair thing to but do. But how you could future-proof that in, in kind of one of two obvious ways, and there might be a whole multitude of ways, mm-hmm. but one of two obvious ways. One is you, you increase the, the kind of the quota for representation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of 30-odd thousand, give or take. Mm-hmm. You know, it's as far as it's practicable uh, is, is the language used. But one TD for every 30,000, you could increase that to 50,000. That would future-proof it to a degree. You wouldn't well, need to come back as often. Or you could uh, look at where population growth is going to happen and yeah, put in could. a TD in advance, an extra TD in advance. Well, I suppose that one could, but projecting population is, is not an exact science either. And we've always based that on census data. So in the census data... Yeah, but you're done, only projecting it kind of five years out. Yeah, so you could look at you know county development plans, sure. zoning, uh, commencement notices, planning applications. Uh, and you'd have a fair idea that kind of uh, Swords is going to grow more than Schlieve Yeah, true. And look, I listened with interest to, to Justice Mary Baker today and the next piece of work that they will have will, will be to look at the next phase. I think that will require a bit of public consultation too because if you were to look at to change the ratio of, of Chakta Dolly to 
uh, to constituents and to voters and to alter that. There's there's constitutional questions involved there. Mm. Uh, and that further piece of work can now be done by the Commission. Like the next bit they have to do is the European elections, obviously, which will, once we know from the European Parliament and the Commission, whether Ireland indeed gets an extra seat, um, which we expect that, that, that to be the case, that's what's being reported, they will have that job of work to do. One must remember as well, the local electoral boundaries weren't changed because the census was a year late because of COVID. So there is a piece of work then to be done that councillors would have expected in a normal course of events for local electoral boundaries to change. We couldn't do that this time because of timing constraints. So, um, you know, the commission is is resourced now and will be a part of normal political life, which Mm -hmm. is a good thing. Uh, Justice Mary Baker as well this morning, she was on with Pat Kenny. She said uh, being allowed to create six-seaters would have solved an awful lot of headaches for them. Could you conceivably see six-seater constituencies at some point in the future? Yeah, I heard her interview with Pat this morning and and again, that's something that they can look at into the future. Mm. I think, not that six-seaters did exist in the early free states and, you know, before we became a republic and there were, you know, that level of representation as well would be something that would have to be close uh, um, consideration to be given on. I know that from I heard she looked at some constituency that if there was an additional seat you may not have had to divide and, and that type of thing but in recent electoral cycles as far as I can remember now going back to the early 80s and that we've never had that situation where the six-seater has been in mm-hmm. place so it would be potentially a, it, it would be a change I'm not saying a significant change but it's something that could be looked at but really for, for government it was to make sure the commission is up and running it's staffed the members, the commissioners are in place. First big piece of work they undertook was this, which I think they've done very well. Uh, people will look at what they think the implications of that mm. will be by way of the next election projecting forward. But fundamentally what this is about is a not who is in government next time or not yeah. who wins a seat. It's about making sure that we're, we're, you know, that they've addressed some of the anomalies that were there before and improved representation. Six-seaters don't suit the big parties though either, do they? Because it lowers the quota. So you two, three-seaters, you're more likely to get a Fianna Fáil or a Fine Gael or a Sinn Féin or electus. Yeah, well, interesting you say that when you've mentioned three parties. If one had gone back, you look at the fragmentation of, of democracies right across Europe where you're looking at three and maybe four blocks. If you look at France, if you look mm. at, at Holland, that could be Ireland is getting in, into that space. I don't really think that's the, that certainly is not the consideration of the Commission. No, I accept that. And, no, yeah. and, I, and, I've, and, and I appreciate kind of your responsibility yes. as, as, as Minister. I'm not asking you to kind of to, to suggest that the, the Commission were trying to protect oh, no, the big was, parties. No, it wasn't From even. a Fianna Fáil point of view, I mean, it, 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 it is preferable to have three-seaters than six-seaters, isn't it? I wouldn't say it's someone who got elected in a five-seater at the last two elections. I wouldn't necessarily say that if I talk with just with my TD hat on. I think what's really important is is that this is absolutely independent, that it's standalone from government. Before, all reports were, but it would have come to the Minister then for publication. You would have even seen the process today. The Commission have published it. They've done their work. They have actually been the ones who've been questioned about it, and rightly so. Our job now is to implement the recommendations as they are. Uh, There's rarely been amendments to it. The only time I've remembered amendments didn't relate to boundaries, but just Mm -hmm. names of constituencies. But even looking at that today, one wouldn't think that there would be uh, much uh, reason to make any even uh, cosmetic changes to it. So, uh, no, I don't subscribe to... A tip three. north, Kilkenny Northwest, no? 
Yeah, well, look, not for me to say because amendments <laughs> will come to me and I'd rather be myself or Minister Noonan who'll be dealing with them uh, in the dark. There may be no amendments put forward. But look, at the at the end of the day... Uh, Minister Noonan better know what side his bread is buttered well, on. Look, he's I mean, a Kenny is, man. His, and I know you can go knocking on his door in Kenny <laughs> City and have a word with him. But I'll leave that up to you and Malcolm. Uh, Declan and Carlo, another uh, constituency uh, colleague of Malcolm Noonan. Uh, a referendum is needed to totally revamp our electoral system. A European model where you've got a certain amount of the Parliament elected on a list system nationally and the rest by constituency. I mean, Declan's not the first person to suggest this. Would you have a view on that? Uh, again, not for me to give it. I'm not being evasive. Yeah, you well, come I, on. I can tell you, I, I think it works better that people know who's going to represent okay. it. Okay? If you look at it in other countries, and I'm not saying that this is not something the Commission couldn't look at in the future, of course they could, that you have people who are on lists maybe because of the preferment of their own party or how they get there. And that people are literally elected as a faceless person behind a brand. Uh, and then that they're basically anointed by the powers that be within their political grouping or their political party. That's not something I personally think is a good thing. I think it's good that people know who their prospective TDs and their TDs are. So it's it's Dar O'Brien, you know, running in, in Fingal East now for Fianna Fáil. People know that. Uh, it's not just a Fianna Fáil brand and depending on who's the list or a Sinn Féin brand mm. or a Fine Gael brand indeed or whatever. So no, I would, that's not, me in any way instructing but my own view is I, I, I think that would be regressive not progressive Alright um, uh, Ivan Yates said this morning 12 of the 14 extra seats are going to go to Sinn Féin <laughs> Does he think that? Yeah he does yeah. Well look uh, I think th- who decides that and I know Ivan's been asked to give his view on it will be the general election in early 2025 and the people will decide upon that. Look, people will always look at it and there'll be an interest to see, well, who do they think mm. will benefit from this? Uh, I haven't looked at it in that level of detail. I think that, that in the main, each party, and my own included, will go forward to the next general election based on their delivery and then yeah. also their, also what they've done and what they're proposing to do and the people decide. Could you imagine the Commission in the future examining whether we should cap the number of TDs? We actually won't have enough even seats in the doll uh, for the I think the right now, actually, I heard that commented on today. I think we probably will have enough seats right now as it's laid out. Okay. So you, like, you know, that can be that can if be you managed. squeeze in, that's, that, that's no man a, spreading. <laughs> that's a minor detail. But look, that's something that the Commission can look at. But if one were to cap... The, the level of TDs, my understanding is that would actually require, you know, again, a a legislative change and potentially a, a constitutional yeah, change. Yeah, you'd have to have a referendum. Yeah, you would. You? And you would have to, like, the commission could have gone further. Obviously, the terms of reference would have, could have had additional seats up to, up to 180, 182, actually. Um, but if you look at the ratio of TDs to population, uh, that could have potentially gone up to 250. No one's suggesting that at all. Uh, but I believe that's something the Commission can mm. look at and will look at in time. Uh, listen, before I let you go, then, I, uh, we'll stick with your own bailiwick, yes. uh, kind of in a political sense rather than the geographical okay, sense, yeah, which sure. is what we have been talking about. Uh, so Airbnb, we, mm. these figures out today, uh, they contribute about €500 million, Euro, uh, the company does, the business model does, uh, to the economy. Uh, kind of startling figures, so 4.4 million guest nights mm-hmm. uh, booked in Airbnb facilities uh, last year. It represents 10% of all international tourism spending in this country. 84% of those are entire properties. Mm -hmm. And then people will remember at the beginning of the month uh, this juxtaposition of 18,000 Airbnb rentals in the country and about 1,300 Mm. on on daft. I mean, is is part of the solution to the rental crisis staring us in the face there? Yeah, I think it is. Look, there's a role for short-term lets and for Airbnb. And I think interestingly, we look at the report there today about 80% of the expenditure was outside of Dublin, which would be seen as the area with acute pressures in that regard. Catherine Martin and myself have worked on a piece of legislation and Catherine published it, which is the uh, registration of short-term uh, letting bill. 
Um, and that's with the European Commission at the moment. What that would do is regulate the platforms. Mm. So effectively that one could not let a full property out like that as a full second property if you didn't have the required permission and the platform would have to regulate it. That happens in a lot of other countries. Yeah. I want to see that happen. The and that, you think that would be effective here? Because we have had we have had changes yeah, previously we, and they, they weren't that effective. No, we were kind I'm, of told, listen, this change with planning permission, you'd have to apply. That's going to bring all these Airbnb units back into the rental market. And I don't think we're ever going to have all of them back because in some areas it's appropriate that there's short-term lets available there. As we're increasing supply across the board, which thankfully, thankfully we're doing, this area and proper regulation of the short-term letting platforms is required. And that's something Catherine Martin uh, has brought forward. Now, the European Commission looked for additional time to assess that. And I've actually written to EU Commissioner Schmidt to say, look, will you get moving on this? Because if, if you look at other, some other European states have successfully regulated the platform. So what that means that if I'm booking.com or mm. Airbnb, I know everyone just talks about Airbnb and understandably, that for me to advertise a property, I will have to have the, the requisite permission so on if, that. if we're just looking to do what other member states have done, why the delay at commission level? No, well, I think we, ours is slightly different in that, in that respect. Um, we've looked at what other EU states have done and what's worked and what hasn't worked. Like right now, there's, there is effectively a prohibition on full second properties being, being let out. Um, and unless you have planning permission for that. Mm. Uh, that but it's obviously happening. That is, it is happening. Uh, um, this is a better way forward okay. uh, for us to do it. But fundamentally across the board, Karen, we need to increase supply. That's why we built more social homes last year than we've done in 50 years. Affordable homes for the first time in a generation. And we intend to do more. And like people need to see that. 30,000 new homes last year wasn't a bad uh, a bad first year of housing for all. Even in a difficult funding environment, we intend to do more this year. Uh, and and that is and really look what heartens me in places like this is seeing people who've been waiting for a long time in social mm-hmm. housing getting their homes but also more first time buyers now able to buy their homes than we've seen since 2007 Daryl O'Brien Minister for Housing Local Government and Heritage and a Fianna Fáil candidate I have no doubt in Fingal East Fingal East uh, yeah, that's the, right. uh, next uh, general election Minister thanks a million for joining us here in studio The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.